Hey guys, we're back for another one. And another one. Hey, hey, hey. I have my trusty wingman here, Melvin. Hey, hey, hey. And you have your hostess with the mostest, Kim. We're back for another episode. I'm so excited. So, something big is coming up. What would that be? Our spiritual birthdays. (laughs) Celebrate. So, for those who don't know what a spiritual birthday is, for us, it's when we came into Christ. It's when we got baptized. And my spiritual birthday is January the 13th. I'll be celebrating seven years in Christ. And Melvin is kind of... I, I really don't know what 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 yours is. I, explain that, Melvin. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, we'll get started with me. And so we're gonna we're gonna use this time to just kind of just share about our journey to Christ, and it'll be a multi part episode for sure. I think we should name it. Started from the bottom. Now we here. Yeah. Uh, that's what it's gonna be. Okay. That's what it's gonna be. That's what it's gonna be. Cause we started from the bottom. Okay. Now we're here. So, yeah, we'll dig a little bit into to our lives a bit here. So yeah, like Kimberly said, mine is a little bit interesting. I just a, a quick background about myself. I am from Ohio, and I grew up. I moved to Tennessee when I was what thirteen. I thought it was like twelve or something well, like it was, that. It was like the summer. I, I turned. 13 in the summertime. Oh, okay, okay. So it was like right after my birthday, right before my brother's, or right before my birthday. One of the two, I can't really remember. Okay. But for all on intents and purposes, I was 13. And moved down here with my mom and pretty much lived in East Tennessee for my entire life after that. And, you know, we weren't super religious. Once I got into high school, we went to church, but got baptized in like this eighth grade or something but i never even went back to the church again i'm not sure if i knew that yeah i i just went to i tell you i think i told you but i just never went back like it wasn't a, you, okay i don't even i don't even it wasn't even a thing that i had really thought out it just was a i don't even remember you got caught up in the moment and said no i don't even i can't even tell you how it how it happened i oh, don't know okay. i didn't like walk up or nothing i just mm. I just remember going in one day and being like, hey, you need to wear some shorts or something. <laughs> was I'm this sure, a Baptist church? Yeah, it was. Okay. I can't remember the name of it, mm-hmm. but um, we didn't go back. Okay. But really young, my mom was really involved in the church. And then really just because we moved around a lot. And then when I moved out to Claxton, we started going to church and it was involved. Like I sung and stuff like that, but I just was still kind of a little roguish i won't say i was a thug but i was just was a maybe other people would look at me and say that but i just was rough around the edges let's just say that and fast forward once i got out of high school i just went even more to i'm an extremist in whatever i do so tell the people what um, you was extreme in i got into uh selling drugs and taking drugs you know Really, um, there was a lot of things that happened in my childhood, and I'll get into them maybe at some other time, but a lot of different things that happened just in my life that I think I had never dealt with, and maybe that was 
kind of what because I just was never sober. So like every day, my my mission was to get up, smoke some weed and then start. I didn't even consider that getting high. That just was the way I start my day. Like brushing your teeth, like brushing my teeth. I was wow. I was always a smart kid. You know, I, I got really good grades on my or really good scores on my uh, ACT and SAT. And, you know, really probably could have got into to most schools just because of that. I'm black and I had got high scores and I just didn't even register for school. And like one day I just was walking. I was like, hmm, maybe I should go to school. <laughs> and I just went to like a community college and just just didn't do anything there. I, you know, just a complete lost cause. You know, I'm just a and but um, I, I still had like a sense of of understanding about spirituality and that's why i'll say with parents your kids may not look like they're ingesting anything that you try and teach them but that they are no matter how far i got i can only go so far because even though we didn't go to church all the time my mom still imprinted in me an understanding of like god's importance and very godly principles like looking out for for other people i always saw her fighting for the little man and, yeah. and stuff like that. Still so that. it still kept me at least on somewhat straight. But um, after a little while, I was like around 20, I was pretty much just a drug addict basically and selling drugs. And it actually probably was a blessing in disguise because if I'd have been more clear headed and more motivated, I'd have been a much more prolific drug dealer because it was something that came sales just came naturally to me and it was pretty easy just making friends and doing that kind of thing. But you, you're not going to be a successful drug dealer if you're not going to doing your product. Right. You're not going to be a successful cupcake dealer if you are eating, eating a lot of cupcakes all the time. So um, you're not clear minded. But anyway, um, I was 20 and I was going into I had just gotten a girlfriend and like when I say like I was a, a drug addict, like I was so consumed with just weed and just partying and just getting high and just escaping. Like I didn't have a lot of girlfriends. I didn't have, you know, I had a lot of acquaintances and stuff like that. But, you know, I just kind of it just was it consumed me. Um, and I was also very shy, very not shy for to initiate conversation, but shy to get any type of depth. And I don't know why. I just was very insecure. And nobody who knew me would ever say that, would ever say Melvin was shy. But I just was very insecure because I knew that I wasn't happy with the life that I was living partially. But anyway, I'm out one day and uh, it's me and my girlfriend at the time and my best friend. I think we go into the lake or coming back from the lake or something. And, um, you know, I go and I'm ordering a sandwich and this dude is like, um, Hey, uh, what do you do on the weekends? And he's like this weird looking white dude, man. Weird. Like to me at the time. And the reason he's weird, not weird, like funny looking, but weird because he's just smiling. <laughs> and he looks so peaceful and happy. And he's not even smiling like a weirdo. Like smile, a creepy, like a but creeper. It's, it just the, the his presence for me was very weird because he just was so peaceful and confident he's selling sandwiches at blimpy but he just still presented himself very confidently and very like 
self-assured. I don't know. I, I, I can't really communicate how and I don't know why that I, how I could glean all of that from that short conversation. But anyway, um, I go in and uh, and I'm like and he said something that just saying that simple thing. What do you do on the weekend? In my mind, it was almost like, uh, you know, that movie. What's that movie we watched with um, Lucy at the end of the movie where like time is like fast forwarding, like why everybody else is just a matter of seconds for her. She's like rewinding and, and going back all the way life. to the caveman days. Mm-hmm, right. Mm-hmm. And it was kind of like that for me. Like when he said that quick little word in my mind, I just started to scan my whole life. And I was like, well, no, actually, that's not when I did it. He said, what do you do on the weekends? I said, party. And he goes, this was the thing. I'm sorry. I forgot. He goes, is that all? And I don't even know if he meant this to be a poignant question. Mm-hmm. But for me, that's when the Lucy thing happened. I just started to scour over my whole life, you know, especially my adult life. Like, what does my days consist of? And to me, I was like, man, is that all? That's not all I do on a week. That's all I do every day. And my whole life just consists of an endless party and it's horrible and it sucks. And But I never communicated any of that. He just said, is that all? Mm. And all that happened in my mind. And then he goes, well, hey, you ever consider going to church or something like that? And I was like, yeah, you know, I don't know what I said, but I was like, I don't, you know. And he's like, well, well, look, have you ever studied the Bible? And I was like, look, man, I'm not really interested. And that's what I wanted to say. Mm-hmm. I wanted to say, I'm not interested. Give me my sandwich in a nice way because I'm still a, a nice guy. And oh, the other thing is when he asked me what I did on the weekend, the first thing that came to my mind was he must be new in town. And that's why he's so weird because he high and he's trying to look for someplace to cop. And you see, that's I mean? where yo, and that's how foggy you were in. The yeah, big fog you were in. That's the first thing. Yeah. That folk just yeah. can't be, they can't be nice. They just can't have a conversation. Well, I thought it was nice. I thought he just needed some help. I was like the friendly. Help to find some drugs? Yeah, I was like Johnny Appleseed. Wow. <laughs> you was in a fog, man. And, and let me tell you something though. Like my mindset back then was so like, like, I felt like I was a good dude, you know what I mean? Because, like, you know, I was like, oh, he's got a problem. I wasn't just thinking in terms of, like, making money. I was like, he's got a problem, and I'm going to help him. You know what I'm saying? Wow. Like, it, 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 I can't tell you how many people who I walked through, like, having, like, smoking weed and getting too high, and I just would walk them through it. Hey, listen, I felt like I was, like, the guru of, wow. of, of, of highness. Of highness. Yeah, wow. I felt like it, I, mean, I took it very seriously. Okay, and um, yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, like I thought I was gonna be getting a new customer or something, but mm, anyway, mm, mm, mm. um, I, I, so in my mind, like I said, I wanted to say, like, no, I don't want to go here. I don't want to do anything, but I, I guess I didn't say that, and I, I said, uh, he was like, do you want? You want to get my number? And this is in the days of pagers. I was like, nah, you can have my pager number, though, man. Just give me a call, and, and we'll see what's up. Why did I get to do my pager number? I had no intention on going and look at no Bible and going to look at no none of this. Mm. Like, why did I give? And after, I, after it all happened, all of that introspective, Lucy going and looking back into, all that was over. Mm. I left and I started my life as normal. It was not anything 
right after that, that would not have been anything that I could think would have been a pivotal moment in my life. Mm-hmm. So I just kept it moving. Um, and I go uh, and maybe that weekend or something, I get a page and uh, I get a page. I'm about to say, I call you had him, a pager. <laughs> I call him back and uh, I'm like, hey, and this probably was like the end of pages though. Because I think I did have a cell phone. And I call him up and um, and he's like, hey, uh, me and my buddies are getting together to play basketball. Um, I wanted to see if you wanted to swing by and come play. And I was like, and I already know he's the Jesus dude. Mm. But still, I'm like, and I don't even, I get high, man. I ain't even going out and playing basketball at this point in time. Lungs, like, I'm probably living, just. I'm living, oh, I still play soccer, though. You know what I mean? Mm. But I'm living on the edge at this point. I'm like, yeah, cool. I go. I come by and play. Mm. And I know me and him are not into anything the same. I don't know why I said yes. I go over there and it's no ulterior motive. We playing basketball. We having a great time. And all his boys, everybody's super nice. And like we playing basketball, nobody arguing. But it's not like a bunch of like religious type of people. It's not like I don't feel like I'm here playing with a bunch of church people because they're still trash talking, but they not, you know, it's just a different feeling, man. Mm-hmm. Like I felt very mm-hmm. at home okay. and I didn't feel like I had to like pretend, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And we just had a good time. I was about to say, I'm like, how would that have been if like ain't nobody like trash talking, but you saying that there was like, it was it wasn't competition. The re- right. It, it was, was like, the, yeah, it was this guy, Brian Reed. Um, uh, I can't remember who all was there. Another dude named James, Steve. Uh, I can't remember his name. And the dude's name was Mike. Um, mm-hmm. Uh, oh man I just forgot his last name I can't believe that I remember in a second but anyway mm-hmm. uh, Harris Michael Harris and so we get done playing and uh, and I think like, hey, you want to come grab a drink or something man maybe he said that maybe not mm-hmm. but um, if he did then I went and grabbed a drink and then everybody's about to leave right like I said this was not like a setup it wasn't no ulterior motives mm-hmm. like he just was really trying to build a relationship with me mm-hmm. <clears throat> with no ulterior motives and i was getting ready to leave and i was like hey everybody getting ready to disperse i'm like hey didn't you say something about studying the bible and Mm. like as i said this my mind is like what are you doing i'm trying to grab the words (laughs) and pull them back into my body i'm like what are you saying (laughs) um and it it was it was so surreal man Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. um yeah i and so i i uh he was, of course, he was like, what? Uh, um, it, yeah, yeah, man, let's study the Bible. And we got into the word. That night? Yeah, that yeah, that day, like right afterwards. Sweating wow. And all. Sweating. Okay. And he was like, I don't know if they had something to do. They weren't planning on it. So they all had plans, mm. I'm sure. Um, but whatever them plans was, he's like, no, whatever, whatever you want to do, let's do it. Let's mm. go. Um, so we get together and we start studying and we start looking at like what the Bible says about itself, you know? Mm-hmm. And um, I never really read the Bible too much. Mm-hmm. Um, I had read, you know, here and there, um, but but nothing really too much. Mm-hmm. And uh, I started to like, he just started showing me things just about like the Bible is living and active. The Bible is um, God breathed. You know, it's not about what men say about it it's the you know the bible is itself Mm -hmm. it stands for itself and um i was like man this is 
And the thing that that really kind of struck me about it was because I didn't really have any objections to the Bible being from God and all that. But really what struck me about it was two things. It's like these young guys know the Bible so well. And um, like, man, the Bible got all this stuff in it. Yeah. I just thought it was like a bunch of stories and stuff like that. But these stories like are are applicable. And um, how old were these guys? uh, They were they were around your age older than me but around my age but probably like maybe a year or two older than me oh so early 20s yeah and some of them were, were older like one of the guys went to uh was in the army mm. um okay. you know but none of these guys are like anything you would say anything special about them that would make you think that they were as amazing as they were okay um i mean they just was like me you know what i'm saying just okay. regular guys um and the um we start and and so he gives me the other cool thing was he took notes and he gives me these notes and he's like hey go and and look over these man because he read the scripture about the bereans and he was like the bereans were of more noble character because they took what the apostle said and uh um confirmed it to make sure everything like and compared it to the scriptures to make sure everything they said was true mm-hmm. and, and paraphrasing and i was like Oh, so, you know, I need to, he's, and and he was challenging me like, man, you don't know, I could be lying to you right now. Mm -hmm. So, and it wasn't like he said anything outrageous, but it was like, it's really important for you if you want, you know, it's up to you, man. But if you want to be a Christian or if you feel like you're a Christian, like you got it, this is the only place that you can know what being a Christian is. And so if you don't read the Bible, either A, like if you, either A, you're not a Christian or be like you just guessing you know what i'm saying mm. maybe you got lucky and you're doing it right wow but literally you're taking somebody else's word for it so you got to get into the bible mm. and um i left there man and i can't really remember like how i know that like i knew that i was never going to be the same mm. at that point i knew i was like i'm never going to be the same again like mm-hmm. I went home and I'll start looking over the notes and I don't know why. Again, you know, I didn't go in there with a plan to change my life. Mm. I start looking over the, the, the scriptures and um, looking at the notes and taking notes for myself. And I just start reading it and parsing through it, parsing through it, parsing through it. And I just was like, and, and that's what lets me know, like God's word is powerful, man, because it just started doing something to me. And I just was like more and more resolved. And I was like, Hey, I can't remember if he called me or I called him, but I said, Hey, let's, can we get together again? Um, he said, or he called me. He's like, Hey, when you want to get together again, I was like, eh, you know, I don't know. Um, and this was before I start studying, but once I start reading the word, getting into it, I was like, Hey, let's, let's go, let's mm-hmm, do this. Mm-hmm. Um, and it just, there was no, I wasn't able to make any excuses every mm-hmm. time there was something, something would overpower me and I'd be like, let's do it. And we got together again and we studied and maybe about the second or third time, Man, I just was like, this, I I, I am re- wretched, man. I was like, I'm wretched. Mm. Like, I don't, I gotta, I gotta change it up, man. Um, I'm wasting my life right now. Like, this is what I'm supposed to be doing. And uh, again, you know, and I want you to remember, like, at this time, I have true chemical dependencies. Like, I smoke cigarettes. I take, like, Valium, I take like, um, uh, 
hydros, like stuff that, you know, these are like, and I drink, and you know, I don't drink a lot. Yeah. Um, Funny as it is, like alcohol has never been like a huge, huge thing to me. Alcohol was like just something to intensify the effects of whatever pill or whatever I was taking. And I smoke a lot of weed. Um, and so I got like true chemical dependencies at this time. And um, it's it was like, uh, and I always say, I was like that demoniac, man, that guy who was like in the Gadarenes, like running around, cutting himself, mm. um, like the demon possessed guy. And, you know, when Jesus is like, who, you know, who are we are legion, we are many, you know, he just yeah. filled with every type of demon and every type of insecurity, everything that, that, I mean, I just was, uh, it's like a Petri dish of, of just stuff man mm. and um but just like him you know it was like it, it it maybe was like a week's time maybe two weeks and i was just was like hey man we start talking about baptism because still i didn't know you know what i'm getting all this information what am i supposed to be doing yeah and we're studying every single day wow like we need it every day i i by the end of this thing man i became like a a sponge and I just wanted to be around this guy man I wanted to be around these guys mm -hmm. because I saw their life and their life just had purpose like that was all they did that's all they were worried about now they had jobs they had um you know relationships they had all these different things but everything they did their main focus was was doing what God wanted them to do mm. and and conversations that they had i was just like man this is amazing and so i ended up uh you know we start talking about baptism and um you know i remember the scripture uh uh like in um uh second corinthians i mean second corinthians in um uh acts and um you know like on the day of pentecost and they're like um this jesus you know know this this jesus uh like this person I'm talking about, this is the Jesus who you crucified. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And it said that they were cut to the heart. And they're like, what do we do? What do we do about that? And he was like, repent and be baptized for the forgiveness of your sins. All of you guys, you know. And we start talking about that. And I was just like, okay, let's go. Mm. Um, let's go. I need to do that thing right now. Mm -hmm. um, I need to go and be baptized right now. And and. Uh, it was like, well, well, okay, I know, but I want you to go home. I want you to read over this stuff because you're emotional right now, but I want you to go home and I want you, no, man, I know what I'm reading. I get it. It's very clear. Let's go. No, I want you to go home and I want you to read over this stuff. I want you to make sure that you understand what it means to be a disciple, what it means to be a Christian. Like you're going to have to change your whole life. Like you're going to have to, and then what it means to, to be baptized. Like I want you to understand what is, what you're talking about and make sure that I'm not feeding you just a, a, a load. You know what I'm saying? Because I could be, I don't want you to do it because what I'm telling you. And I went home and I started studying again. And, um, of course, I'm like, hey, let's go, man. I'm ready. He's like, well, we have church on Thursday. We'll do it on Thursday. And this day it is Monday mm -hmm. um, mm. or maybe it's Tuesday. And so now I have literally. So this is week two. Literally, I have stopped everything mm -hmm. cold turkey and, and not with any effort. Like these are things that that people. Number one, I probably should have been sick. 
Mm. But I stopped everything, cold turkey. And honestly, I probably was tapering off at some point anyway. Um, but I stopped everything, cold turkey. I go to my friend's house. I'm like, look, man, I am. And, and I'm like, I am not doing anything anymore. I'm done. And I had done this before, like when I got took some mushrooms or something. I thought I saw God. That's another story. Oh. But this time I'm like <laughs> another story for another yeah. time. <laughs> and I call my friends, man. And I'm like, listen, guys, I love y'all, man, but I'm not going to be able to hang out and do the things we used to do. I'm not saying we can't be friends, but I can't be a part of it. And I just was open with them about anything and everything. And I was like, this is my life, man. And, um, I want to change. I want to be different. And, um, the last thing that I had, this is on a, um, Tuesday. And I'm like, so it was on a Monday that all that happened. And then on Tuesday, like I only thing I had left was to smoke cigarettes and I smoked a cigarette and I broke down. I was like, dang on it, man. And, um, I was like, listen, God, and I remember just praying to God, God, if I don't, if I, tomorrow is Wednesday. If I cannot go without smoking a cigarette, then I'm not getting baptized on Thursday and I can't do it. Like I just tried my hardest and I couldn't, I couldn't shake it. So, um, I, I you know, I, I was like, I don't know. I try and put you out there like that, but that's just what it is. If I can't stop smoking cigarettes, if I smoke tomorrow, I'm not going to get baptized on Thursday. That's just what the thing is. And Wednesday came and went and I didn't smoke a cigarette. That was the first day that I went without smoking a cigarette probably since I was like 16. No, earlier. Yeah, mm. 16. Yeah, Dang, like you started smoking day. that? Like? Yeah, yeah. It, like habitually smoking every day. I started wow. earlier, but um, every day was after I was 16. And I was like, you know, I won't, I can't do it. Mm. Um, and uh, I never smoked another cigarette. I, I never smoked a cigarette again. Sidebar, mm -hmm. you was like smoking and playing football and, and soccer. soccer? Yeah. Yeah, and your lungs didn't explode. No, because I was so active. Like, wow. I would smoke weed before I go to like soccer games. I would get high, Golly. smoke cigarettes. Um, yeah, man. Yeah. And I was playing soccer and football at the same time. So, mm. yeah. Mm. Yeah. So double practice it. Like it was crazy. But, um, yeah, yeah, I mean, it was, it was crazy. Uh, <laughs> so weird to look at. You got any questions over that stuff that so far? No, but you like, so you didn't smoke the cigarette and then you got baptized on the Thursday. Yeah. I go in and I get baptized. Yeah. Okay. And, um, like, and then you lived happily ever after. I did not live happily ever after. <laughs> oh, so you're trying to say that it, the spiritual walk is not like a perfect walk? Yeah. And, you know, no, it's not. And so when I, like I told you, I'm an extremist. And uh, when I became a Christian, man, like I was all in, mm. like all in, um, like super zealous. And, and I think God just really hooked me up, man, because I was able to deal with people um, and not be like isolated. Right. Mm -hmm. So I still went and talked to my friends and of course it just by natural, like mm -hmm. I just stopped hanging out with them a lot, but like, um, but I went there and I, 
you know, the girlfriend that I had at the mm-hmm. time I broke up with her and uh, I can't remember how it happened, but she ended up coming out to church with me a while later, mm-hmm. maybe about a month or two later. And um, and really, I think our relationship really was just for this purpose, because we were like really good friends in high school and we hadn't seen each other in forever. And then all of a sudden just randomly met. Mm-hmm. And um, so we uh, started going through. Um, and, and so she became a Christian, actually. Mm. Um, and then, uh, you know, I, I'm moving through and I am just drinking it up. Right. I am. Uh, and I made a, a decision like I'm just going to. I'm going to try to be humble and I'm just going to imitate. So, you know, I just changed the whole person who I was, man. Like it was like, I was a new creature for real, for real. Mm. Um, I, I like everybody, the rumor going around, I'm from a real small town and everybody's like, Melvin's a preacher. Um, because I just be going around, just talking to people about God, man, reaching out to people, studying the Bible with people. Um, and it was like, uh, and I remember there was a, a time where, you know, I still wasn't in school. Um, I had, I had stopped going to Mississippi and, uh, mm. you know, to my, to, I was, I had dropped out of my little community college. And, um, I remember they had a conversation with me. It was like, listen, man. And now I'm in, so I'm in the singles ministry with, mm. with Mike okay. and, I, and I'm loving it, man. I'm loving it. And, uh, they're like, Hey, I think you should go to the, I think you should get back. And Mike pulls me aside. He's like, listen, man, you should go back to school. Um, you, you know, I think you'd do a great job in the campus ministry, man. You are um, bold and you are, um, I just think you'd do a great job. So it wasn't even just about like going and getting education, but it was like, you'll be very effective. Mm. But it was also, you know, you need to go and get education, man. You need to go and be the best, like work with what God gave you. Mm. And um, that was a lesson that I took away from that. And so I go to, and I'm, and I am, I'll kind of, con- I'll consolidate a lot of this stuff, but needless to say, I go back to school and, um, there's not a lot of Christians on campus there. Like we don't have a big campus ministry, but like, it's very at odds, right? Because you have like the, the other campus ministries mm-hmm. and they really didn't get along with us at all. Um, at, at the beginning. Um, and it was like, because we'd go there and we'd be like inviting people out to these Bible talks and we'd, um, you know, just share things. And the mission would be, you really just want to send people away thinking about it. Mm -hmm. And it was so weird to think about, man, is like, you would think that I was walking around campus. Now, all those years that I walked around that campus, um, selling drugs, I sold drugs on that campus. Mm. Not one person stopped me and showed any amount of concern for the poison that I was pushing out. Oh, the the ministries. Nobody, nobody, no one ever came up to me and was like, Hey man, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. And, and do you think they knew you were doing that? N- there's the thing. Yeah, no, but I wasn't hiding it. Mm. I was, I was wide open, man. I was talking to people, just like I talked to people about God. I talked to people about it. You, that's the thing about s- selling drugs, man. You ain't, you can't. It's hard to be clandestine. It's not like it is on TV where Mr. Big is just. And even, even though I was just a. a a street guy, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. No one said anything to me. And I'm not saying that they should have. But what I'm saying is the moment I got there and I was peddling that new drug, I was peddling that Holy Spirit. Man, people were like so concerned for me mm-hmm. and so concerned about me. Um, and there'd be I remember one thing in particular, like we had this 
this little uh, common area, and we used to have Bible talks there. Now, no one was, like, there was another campus ministry that meant in there, and really, they'd just be over there laughing and joking and having a good time, but um, after a while, they started, like, trying to have competing things, and um, and this is where I think God really blessed, blessed me with, a, like, the ability to be analytical and the ability to, like, look at things in a bigger picture. Um, it helped me to, like I just I tried to be more inclusive right mm-hmm. but still um uh at the end of the day man I'm I'm very active and ended up like helping a lot of people find God to a point to where we ended up having to have a because we didn't have a campus ministry there we were just part of the Tennessee University of Tennessee campus ministry okay um so they ended up we had so many people after a while, it grew so much that, that we ended up having a campus ministry and we were on fire. And Carlos was like the uh, campus ministry leader. I was like just helping him out. And then um, he graduated and or he moved. I can't remember what happened. But anyway, I ended up taking over and me and Priyanka started leading together. Mm. So I'm leading a campus ministry. I am, um, you know, seeing a lot of people like helping a lot of people make it um, to Christ and just like being on fire, man, like not a back row Christian at all. Ended up going, you know, getting out of there and transferring to UT. And again, still um, keeping it moving. Um, and uh, my attitude then was very, um, when I look back at it now, you know, I was so young that, you know, I would just say some crazy stuff to people, man. Like um, I walked up to a guy and I was like, hey, um, and I started talking to him about the Bible and he's like, yeah, you know, I go to a church and it's good and this, that, and the third. And I'm like, well, if they love you so much, did they ever tell you that thing in your mouth is going to send you to hell? Mm, and he had mm, a dip mm. in. Oh, wow. And, you know, t- saying it now, I, if someone said that, mm. like how arrogant is that guy? But in my heart, like what my heart was, it was not to like cast judgment on him because I wasn't trying to judge him. Mm. What I was trying to do was plead with him to like get into because it, but it was prideful because I'm coming from a vantage point. Like I got it all together, mm-hmm. even though I didn't really feel like that, but that's really what it was, man. Mm-hmm. It's like, <clears throat> I'm just coming at him just saying whatever. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I just remember getting more and more like I get into a lot of like confrontations, but again, it was only out of my love for people. Like I loved these people and I really wanted to like, like I was begging them. Like I'd be, please, man, please. I studied the Bible people and, and you know, they would like stop and it would be people that I knew were like not right with God and they knew and I could see that their life was miserable and I'm like, man, you're going to got to live like that. Please. Yeah. Please, man, please. And people would just look at me like I was taking update like I was doing something like it like mm. I'm like why you keep this that or the other but um it was it was so crazy but a weird thing happened like there was like some different things going on in the church at the time there was a lot of sin that kind of came to surface and it wasn't like the typical sin like the preacher sleeping around or whatever basically what it was was a lot of people, their pride was revealed to them. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. A lot of prideful practices and things that we did that was really out of love, but it was just really not from a good place. And this was something that really impacted me about the church I was going to was that like those guys who were in leadership 
were like super humble about it, man. And they just left themselves wide open and everybody was just bashing them and banging them. And um, a lot of the people who who were my best friends ended up leaving and you know, just a lot of different things happened. And so different transitions and yeah. stuff like that changes. And then a lot of things started happening with me because and actually I will say before then, right, I've always been a person who like I've been underlooked, right, mm-hmm. overlooked, especially at that time. Like I had dreads. I was there was this thing called being sharp. You know what I mean? And I just no matter how hard I tried, I could not fit the mold of what people wanted it wanted to be. But at my heart, man, I was on fire for God and I loved the mission. I love people. Mm-hmm. But um, I would find myself being overlooked for like different things to do, like leadership or different things. And um, to a point to where I started looking elsewhere to get to be treated with respect. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? So, you know, um, I'm in college and and people are noticing like, hey, this guy is is a sharp dude. Mm-hmm. And. I think right around this time, I decided to pledge a fraternity and I was 100% open, talked to my preacher about it. He actually was in a fraternity and it was a good thing. He was like, man, you could be really impactful for this. Mm -hmm. But what happened was, again, number one, I'm not being open with where I feel hurt at. And I'm just going along with it. Okay. Yeah, that's okay. All right. I remember uh, Ward coming up to me and being like, hey, do you mind? We're going to put this person on staff. And literally, I've been doing it just So you were doing the role, but then they just- but I didn't really care. Like, I was like, yeah, sure. I think it's a good idea because mm-hmm. I don't want to do it, in, you know. And um, more and more things like that kept happening. And I just started to become more and more detached. Like, listen, man, I don't have to keep begging for respect from people. Wow. Like, and the funny thing is, is before becoming a Christian, remember I told you, like, I was so insecure. But now I have just this different feeling. I'm like, whatever. I still have insecurities, but I have, I know who I am. Uh-huh. And, um. I get into my fraternity and anything that I'm joining outside of church, I'm shooting to the top of Mm -hmm. whether it's a fraternity, whether it's a whatever it is. I'm like, it does not take me long for it to become respected. Mm -hmm. Um, And uh, I think, you know, I become more and more detached and it becomes more and more important for me to do these other things, these other goals, these other things that I have. Really, a lot of the and it's happening in the church as well, too. And so a lot of the safety nets and different things I don't have anymore. And also one big thing that happened was like I was leading singers and and no one else was there to do it. And I picked it up and I started doing it. It was no conversation with me or anything. They're like, hey, you're not going to lead songs anymore. This person is going to. I was so hurt, man. And I was so angry, Mm. Um, but I didn't talk about it. I didn't talk about it to anybody. I just kept it all in. And um, again, it was just like, whatever, man, I'm going to do this other thing. And there was no big thing. Nobody would have been able to say Melvin is is struggling spiritually because I still was participating. And slowly but surely, man, I just drifted off. And then I met you like right around that same time. Mm -hmm. And that was like right when I was just drifting off, you know? Mm -hmm. And so you really saw like a lot of the end of that period. And I just started to become more and more worldly, more and more like, because even when I first became a, a, a Sigma, you know, it was funny because I didn't curse. I didn't do anything. And Mm -hmm. everybody was like, it wasn't like pledging took me away. Like I, I kept my, it was all myself, not, not being open with relationships. And it's funny because 
when I came into the picture, that was something that I noted about you that you were, you know, when you go when you go to college and you are in fraternities and sororities, and you go to like the type of university that we went to, SEC football party school you know what I'm saying and you're around like other frat guys and I'm a, I'm a sorority girl and you're around other frat guys and stuff and it's like it's nothing for you to hear profanity and you know guys there's like the women outnumbered the guys you know what I'm saying and so men had to pick but when I met Melvin and got to know him even though like I would ask him things about church and he was very like you were very standoffish like you wouldn't tell me what was going on and I'll be like I mean you were still going to church but I think I really asked you like well how come you never invite me to church and you just kind of blew that off but you were different from all the other college guys because you you didn't curse you know what I'm saying? You like there were boundaries that we had, you know, and you were just different. You know what I'm saying? And I remember like you were like the first guy that I dated who I felt that your intelligence and your wisdom, you know, not only met mine, but exceeded it. And then like it was very, very impressive how well you knew the Bible. And so I just felt like. I mean, he's everything, you know what I'm saying? And not knowing all this stuff was going on in your personal life like that. Yeah, yeah. It was it was definitely a very difficult time for me. Um, I was very conflicted and I didn't know kind of what to what to make of it. And in retrospect, I thought about like, you know, I could have met you and could have went to church and we could have what could have been like what what could have happened. Mm. But um. Yeah, I ended up leaving and I never, I didn't go, I didn't fall like completely off the wagon, but I definitely started living very wickedly. No, now anybody looking at me wouldn't have said that because it definitely wasn't like the drug dealing, whatever guy again. But um, so in the eyes of the world, I was sharp, you know what I'm saying? President of my fraternity. Working hard. Working hard. Had two or three jobs at any given time. I was prom- doing party promotion. I, I was making things happen, but still just in a different form, just kind of dying while I'm living, you know. Mm. Um, and if it's anything that I could give from from that story up until now, up, you know, up until where I stopped off was it's a couple of things. Um, first off, you never know what somebody is going through you know Mm. what I mean there's this term we have called like falling away like when people fall away from God and it really has more to do with church attendance than anything else but honestly man you could go to church every day you know and just be dying man it wasn't just that because like I said man I was participating I was doing all of the things and of course as as I drifted further and further away the less regularity because you can't fake the funk you know what i'm saying yeah um yeah man it just was a difficult difficult time like i said man and i ended uh you know i ended up stopped going and there was one other piece i was gonna say oh the other thing that i would leave people with is relationships man like the most important thing we have is our relationships starting with your relationship with god and the thing that will always get in between your relationship with god is how you relate to other people and I always think about that scripture, how can you love 
God who you cannot see and not love your brother who you see all the time. You know, I was allowing these little uh, bit of yeast get into my heart and work its way through. And all it took was that little piece. And without dealing with it, not talking to my brother, people who, man, I loved, you know what I mean? And it would have been a very simple conversation just to have, like just to be open with my hurt. We could have moved on past it. It would have been easy. Something simple, man. But because I didn't, it just left Satan in a room. And I think on the flip side, man, nobody asked me. Like nobody really. We make decisions a lot of times in in church. Like in the, you know, the church is a corporation. Yeah. This is something that a, a friend of ours, John Jackson, always says. It's like the church is a corporation. You have to be very careful when you're dealing with the church right we it is a corporation and they've got to make decisions based on that in certain areas but you have to understand that even though it is a corporation meaning you know they gotta file so they can be tax exempt they gotta do all these different things to stay in line we are not corporate partners we are brothers and sisters and so you know if you are in a leadership and you're making decisions you got to understand, man. That's why the Bible says consider others greater than yourself. Mm. You can't just move people around like they're pieces and that they don't matter. People have feelings and these things hurt and they'll probably never, they're probably too intimidated to come up and say something. So when you make decisions, you got to really think about who you are impacting. Now, that may not mean at the end of the day, the decision to let the guy's name was Kirk to the decision to let Kirk lead songs was the right decision. Because this, he was like a professional, like he came for, he did, he was in New York. I mean, he was great. Yeah. And what really should have happened was I should have been a mentee. I should have came up underneath him and been like, teach me what you can teach me so that one day in the future, I could be a good song leader. But instead, we just made decisions and, and there was no consideration put towards it. There's always a better way to do it. And now in retrospect, we can go back and, and retrace and think better. But for me, I've been in positions of leadership. And even in my job, I try my hardest, man, to consider people and not just make decisions, even though that may not change the decision that has to be made. I try to make it and do it considering that there's people's feelings. Hmm. So, yeah, those two things, man, like look out for your brothers and sisters. Think about your actions. And then also be very aggressive in resolving conflict. Mm. It may not be affecting you, but it's affect. It may, it's going to be affecting the other person. Like Satan is just waiting with bated breath for that one little opening to get in and, and mess up what we got going on here. And that's it. Wow. Well, you didn't put a button on it. Oh, well, I mean, because it don't end there. The story no, don't no. end so, there. Do you want to go on to part two? Because yeah. that can kind of talk about Yeah, so we'll have a part together. two of this. And the, I, I, well, I'll, I'll move forward just a little bit. So okay. again, Kimberly and I, we're together. And uh, well, yeah, that can be part two leading up to that. Can, yeah. And, okay. And that can be our, that can be like our story together. So be ready for part two. We'll catch you later. Oh, well, I guess I'll sign us off. Okay. You know your job. (laughs) So, guys, this is part one. 
and we'll be right back you've just been listening to melvin and um i've been here your hostess with the mostest and we'll catch you on the second part thank you 